It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, and all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, man. You're listening to Drop the Mic, the only podcast that I listen to that I'm not a part of. Every podcast I listen to, I usually talk on it, but not fucking drop the mic. That's where I'm like, let me hear what the boys have to say. And now we drop the mic. Happy Black Friday. We love toys. We still on for pancakes tonight. Chris, you're on reg for the night. We're short staff. Wait up. I'm Emmett. You ever worked retail before? No. There's no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. What do we love? Toys! Good job. Places, everyone! Three, two, go, baby! Go Black Friday! Thank you very much. Happy holidays. <gasps> Holy What the f? There is something wrong with the shoppers. Oh, we gotta do something. We're one hour into Black Friday, and we're escorting customers away from the store. No, 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 no. Was that the new guy? Our shoppers are going crazy. Whatever you do, don't let them gather. They're building something. At this point, we're just in their way. We're gonna have to fight. I don't think this night can get any worse. Does anybody else just think that's funny? I told you they never die. We have to make a run for it. Exactly. Black Friday is over! Chucky says we're all going to die. Back up, homie! The fire will sit and admire The stockings all filled up at last of all the glitter, silver and gold. I love it here. The police are here! Thank God! It's the time. Oh, no. 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 Got your door busters right here, mother... 
Welcome back to our humble San Diego podcast. This is Drop the Mic, and we are your hosts, Wesley Swanson, James Warney, and Ryan Jimenez. This is episode 295, a Lovecraftian Friday, where we will be discussing the 2021 indie flick, Black Friday. Before we jump into the review, here are some warm-up segments for everyone out there in podcast land. And now for a special news report. So, James, what's up? Uh, All right. So let's start off with it looks like that uh, Indiana Jones, uh, an Indiana Jones series is currently in development at Disney Plus. Um, It's uh, they haven't gone into details whether it's going to be a prequel or a spinoff. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? You want to you even want to see an Indiana Jones series on Disney Plus? I know Harrison Ford is kind of he. I think he's pretty certain that this is going to be his last one. Um, with the film coming out, I think in Indiana, Indiana Jones Five, whichever whatever it's called, I'm not sure, but I know that's supposed to be his last one. I think it'd be cool for like prequel stuff to see, you know, get someone to look like that looks like him, um, <clears throat> to see what he was up to before the movies. Um, right. But yes, or maybe they're going to go with a, a character from the show. I mean, the 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 new movie, and give them their spinoff there. It's a fifty-fifty. I I, re- yeah. I think it's really going to. The deciding factor for me will be if this next movie is actually good or not. <laughs> right. Have they uh, said if, uh, they if don't Have they said if anyone's anything. coming back to to help with the show, like any of the the original producers or writers or directors? Uh, no, that they haven't really gone into detail on anything uh, aside from just releasing that it's currently in development, <laughs> which can really mean anything. It can really just mean that they they kind of threw an idea out there and now they're like, okay, now let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or um, you know, it's not it's unclear as to what stage of the process they're in. <clears throat> um, but yeah. Moving on, it looks like Lionsgate is planning to develop a John Wick video game. Um, myself, hearing that news, uh, I'm super excited, especially if it would, if it's going to be some type of like a really like open world uh, video game, which I feel like that's the only way to do it. Um, I don't know. I'm excited for that if it if it ever happens. But uh, what do you think, Lionsgate getting into the uh, video game world? I think it'd be cool, like third person, like Red Dead style, where you get to like slow down time and shit, and knock fools out with a gazillion <laughs> types of guns and bullets. Yeah, anything John Wick is would be would be dope. I, I just, just I just want it to be a, a a a real game with real effort put into it. I know there's there is actually like a small. I think it's like a. Uh, like maybe an iOS game, but there is a John Wick game out currently, but it's in a con- like a kind of comic booky, almost Telltale style. Yeah, I okay. think there's a puzzler too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would like a real like Max Payne ish style John Wick game would be rad. It would be so rad if it's done correctly. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be fun. Um, let's see here, some more video game news. Uh, Netflix will be adapting a Gears of War live-action feature film, uh, also with an animated series to follow along with that. Um, and then with um, 
I guess with the potential for more stories, if it is successful, uh, they would continue on with a um, with either you know more uh, more another animated series, a couple of seasons, or another uh, you know uh, sequel to the to the Gears of, War, Gears of War film that they're working on right now. Yeah, I heard about that. That's exciting because Gears of War is definitely one of my favorite Xbox um, franchises. <clears throat> and it's going to be dope to see who they get to to play everyone. I know like Dave Bautista has always said that he he's wanted to play um, uh, Marcus Phoenix. So yeah, dude, uh, that, that'd be rad. I'm looking forward to it. I love Gears. Yeah, he fits the mold like perfectly, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the first person you think of like as an actor who would be able to play any one of those characters, but him especially. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the video games. I, I think I like... I melted the game because I played it so much, but you know, um, especially the first one. Yeah. I, th- I want to um, say he's a, he's a DLC character for multiplayer for like the fourth one or something like that. No, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? So after the, the huge success of the monster series, uh, for Netflix, uh, the Dahmer series, actually there looks like they're going to be, they got two more series greenlit, uh, two more seasons greenlit for the uh, the monster series, and the next two seasons are gonna uh, are gonna focus on each individual, uh, another serial killer, I guess, um, in each individual series or season. I, I still have not seen the the Dahmer series, but um, I know that Netflix has had a huge uh, backlash uh, with the series coming out, but. Um, I know I'm pretty sure you guys have both seen it, but what are your thoughts on them continuing this? Ryan refuses to watch it unless you change your mind. No, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know, man. All that stuff is, is kind of played out unless they do something different that no one else has done. So, uh, someone who, who they, who we haven't seen on like the big screen or, or television before, but yeah, a lot of that stuff has been played out. So they got to come up with, with something fresh. Yeah, for me, it kind of feels like they're uh, like reopening old wounds, um, just to to make a profit off of it. But um, yeah, I, I guess I don't know, if people are into it, I know Wes is uh, very much into that series. I haven't got, I just haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Um, but yeah, it looks like my last bit of news here. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it last week, but. Um, Westworld is officially canceled by HBO. Um, so the season four that just aired um, in August was the; those were the final episodes. I never got into it. Did you, Wes? I did. I, I really liked it. Um, it's definitely a complex show. I could see why would they would cancel it. Um, but it's still sad to see it uh, go. I did. I do think I read that um, the entire cast and crew are still going to get paid for season five, regardless. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, it just sucks. Yeah, I was looking at the the numbers. I guess um, they dropped off significantly um, after the first season, and uh, every season after the first season, it the numbers dwindled every season um, in terms of viewership. So. Yeah, I guess that's uh, more more reason for Warner Brothers and HBO to kind of cut ties with it. To it me, was a it was a good series. To me, Westworld is like it's like 
David Lynch. It's it's very very niche, and it's yeah. you know it's the most some of the most wild shit you'll ever see. Let alone <laughs> being on HBO where they can do whatever right. the fuck they want. So I don't know, but you guys should check it out if you haven't checked out any of the seasons before. At least watch the first season. Uh, have you guys watched the 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 last season? I haven't finished it yet. I'd I'd like to know like if it kind of left off as a, a cliffhanger. I mean, that'd be kind of like a disservice to those those fans who have been watching it. It kind of sucked, but it's it's good that they're paying them for that fifth season. I could see them if if it wasn't if it's not completely like tied off. You know, um, I could see them maybe trying to work out like a movie to kind of close everything. But um, as of right now, they the show is just canceled. There's no word on if they're gonna. Um, if they left it open ended or, or what, but like I said, I haven't seen the, I haven't watched the newest season. I think I've only watched one and two. Um, that's my last bit of news. Ryan. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Snoop Dogg, a Snoop Dogg biopic is in the works from Wakanda forever writer, Joe Robert Cole and dead presidents director, Alan Hughes. It's going to be, um, the first film produced under Snoop's new banner, Death Row Pictures. So what do you guys, <laughs> what do you guys uh, think about that? Um, <clears throat> if it's anything like, I want it to be in the style of, uh, straight out of Compton. I really liked, um, that movie and even the depiction of, uh, Snoop by Lakeith Stanfield, I believe it yeah. was. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you. If they can capture that type of feeling that the Australia Compton had, I think it would be ideal. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't have any negative or positive thoughts on it. Uh, if, if I'll watch it, of course, but um, I'd like to see who, who they cast as him. They got to have, um, I mean, for those two guys to be involved someone someone like alan hughes who directed dead presidents and and the writer of wakanda forever which is about to be probably one of the biggest marvel movies of all time um they the snoop probably has something cooked up pretty good for us so uh, ian mcshane has joined anna de Armas in the john wick spinoff ballerina uh mcshane is obviously reprising his role as winston the manager of the continental so how do we feel about that and I'll tell you how I felt about that. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's take it back to road trip. It's boner day. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. It's kind of crazy how those movies have just spun off all these things and TV shows and games and the fourth trailer or what the fifth trailer, right? Mm -hmm. And it's today. Uh, plot twist. They're actually good. Unlike your favorite franchise in the whole world, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said it. I don't know if that's my favorite franchise. I know. I'm being facetious. I do be going to the movies to watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yes, Ballerina, that's awesome. <clears throat> um, the I don't know if you guys saw, but the first images of Zac Efron in the Iron Claw as Kevin Von Erich of the famous Von Erich wrestling family has surfaced, and he looks fucking insanely yoked out of his goddamn mind. Um, the movie's coming out in 2023 from A24, and it'll be written by direct, written and directed by Sean Durkin, 
Um, the cast also includes Jeremy Allen White and Harris Dickinson <clears throat> and Lily, Lily James. Um, if you guys don't know, the movie is based about the family dynasty of wrestlers, the Von Erichs. There's an episode of um, Dark Side of the Ring. I think it's like episode three, season one. Um, check that out. It's fucking insane. They're all in the WWE Hall of Fame. But yeah, fucking wild shit. Have you guys seen those pictures? No, not yet. Yeah, he looks uh, super yoked. Um, ab implants. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I know. I know. I'm, I'm very certain that he works hard uh, for the his physique. Um, but uh, man, yeah, I have I have no clue on you know what that um, what that that movie's about. Um, and just from your description, I, I'll do a little more digging and uh, try to. Uh, Learn, I guess, learn about that family. I've never heard of them. Yeah, no, it's it's wild. Um, I think Dark Side of the Ring is on Tubi, like all those episodes. Um, I don't know if they're on. I don't think they're on Peacock with all the WWE stuff. But um, yeah, the the family, the story of that family is wild. Um, there was, I think, six brothers and the dad. <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, let's see. For my last piece of news. <clears throat> the title for the fifth installment in Legendary's MonsterVerse has apparently been revealed. Uh, the movie recently wrapped up filming, and with cast and crew, with that cast and crew, have shared pictures of hats and shirts they were given to celebrate the end of production. Um, directed by the GOAT Adam Wingard, um, it'll simply just be called Godzilla and Kong, not Godzilla vs Kong. Um, and it's uh, so the title is basically hinting at the two monsters teaming up and fucking shit up. I'm excited. I don't know how you guys, how excited you guys are, but I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Is, do we know if this is this is the final film in this franchise? I mean, I'm pretty sure if it makes a shit ton of money, it won't be. And then add that that, that TV show starring um, Wyatt Russell and um, Kurt Russell for Apple Plus. Oh, that's right. That's right. Is, yeah. is coming out too. So they're probably doing a lot more than just this one movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm super stoked for it. I enjoyed all of them so far. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what they do. I think the last one was it was fun. It's entertaining. You, you know what you're going to get when you watch these. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I can't wait. And that's all I got for my news. Wes, what do you have? Uh, I have a couple things that James didn't steal. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, let's start off with uh, Scream Six. It has been bumped up from its original release date of March 31st to March 10th, 2023. Uh, Along with that, Jenny Ortega has also announced that Scream 6 will have more action and gore, most likely to make up for the absence of, of course, Nev Campbell. Thoughts on this, guys? The absence of Nev Campbell, yeah, right. Trying to pull one over on us. I'm telling you, man, she's in it. (laughs) She's in it. (laughs) She's in it. Yeah, dude, that's cool that it got bumped up a little bit. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause, 
Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You don't have to wait a little. We can, you know, buy an extra couple pair of underwear and diapers to wear to the movie um, earlier than, than expected. But yeah, dude, I'm, I'm stoked for that. And yeah, she's, she has to be coming back. They're playing this off. They're doing the most to keep it a secret. <laughs> yeah, in that interview, Jenna literally says, they ask her, what are your thoughts on uh, like Sid not coming back? And she just straight up disregards it and is like, I can't really speak on her character because I'm not her character or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, oh, wow. okay, girl. All right. Yeah. <laughs> she Maybe not a lot, but there's something. Yeah. They're hiding something. All right. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to some Halloween ends news. Uh, it has officially cleared $100 million at the worldwide box office. And now this holiday season, the film comes to digital November 15th, along with a physical collector's edition with extended and deleted scenes. Uh, this will release December 27th, 2022. So we're getting an extended cut just like they did with Kills. And maybe, just maybe, just like Kills, it'll make it a better movie. Yeah, everyone who hated that movie, you guys still went to go see it. A <laughs> hundred million. A hundred million? Yeah. Crazy yeah. for a, a horror movie like that. And I'm sure, what did they probably spend? 30? Yeah. So you could say it was a bomb all you want, but it was not. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge success. Is that that's worldwide? Worldwide, yeah. That's yeah, a big success. It was the least grossing out of the trilogy, but it still did great. Yeah. You know. Look at terrifiers like crying over ten million, and yeah, Michael that's... pulled in a hundred million <laughs> in his last battle. <laughs> okay, it's so crazy that that fucking movie was only made for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it's made ten million dollars. Yeah, just on wow. word of mouth and fucking Twitter and social media. That's wild. It is, and they got vomit bags now. I, I know. Think. Fuck. Wish I could get my hands on one. <laughs> Into personal news, 
I recently did an interview with Seven Octobers. You can check that out on her channel. It's uh, Nightmare on Cedric Avenue. Available on YouTube, I believe. So check that out if you feel like getting to know me a little bit better. It's pretty fun. I watched nice. the whole thing on Spotify. Thank you. Just sat there in my in the bed tucked in. So is it audio too? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't know. She don't tell me nothing. Just kidding. Shout out to Seven. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. And like I was pulling up, I was like listening to some on my way home. And then I was pulling up and I pulled out my phone to stop it. And it was like a video. I was like, holy shit. Oh. <laughs> and now it's time for the weekly recommendations. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Witcher, I just, I just started rewatching that again just to get uh, ready for the new season whenever it does come out. Um, even though Henry Cavill, like I said, is leaving um definitely love that show um i love uh, his character in it and every everyone in there is uh is top-notch acting uh the special effects are amazing in that and um yeah I, I have no idea i haven't never played the games i've never read the books but um i think it's, it's, it's an awesome show and if you haven't seen it uh i highly recommend it if you're into that type of uh, fantasy world with uh like magic and, and stuff like that Ryan. So I don't I haven't been watching a lot either, just office episode reruns. But um I ha <laughs> I did start watching a lot of the older um WWE pay per views and like SmackDowns and Raws that I hadn't I'd had missed. Um if you have Peacock they have like legit every single WrestleMania, all the big pay per views. Um today I watched <clears throat> WrestleMania thirty one, which is like in regard like in regards to like newer WrestleManias within the last 10 years, it's, it's regarded as one of the, the best. Um, I don't know if you have, you guys have seen it, but that's where fucking Randy Orton RKO'd Seth Rollins out of the fucking sky. Like the best RKO you'll ever see. Um, <clears throat> and then that's where Seth Rollins cashed in at the end against Brock and uh, Roman to get the titles. Side note, what about the RKO? <clears throat> when Rey Mysterio dives out of the ring and gets RKO'd <laughs> midair, dude. Dude, that one's good. But this one, dude, like Seth is Seth's foot is on his fucking head because he's gonna do this the, the 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 curb stomp, and it's like he's like at least ten feet in the fucking air. Um, but yeah, if you love WWE or getting into wrestling, which I think you should be, because Triple H has been doing fucking amazing things for the matches and the pay per views. Um, peacock check it out all that shit is is awesome and the nostalgia of watching all those monday night raws from like the early 2000s is fucking awesome also that wrestlemania triple h fights fights sting and nwo and dx all come out a whole bunch of old dudes beating each other up <laughs> <laughs> all right <clears throat> short and sweet this week um i rewatched because of halloween ends hard target which is <laughs> referenced in the movie super randomly uh it's an old van damme film uh john woo's uh american debut oh shit and it stars jean-claude van damme of course lance henriksen as a really good villain and arnold Vosloo of the mummy fame nice as oh, his uh, right hand man that's yeah. right <clears throat> Such a good film. Very underrated. I think they just came out with a new uh, a 4K and Blu-ray 
pack that has um, the cut that the MPAA didn't want you to see, <laughs> which is pretty rad. I wanna. I'm not gonna lie. I really want to get it, but uh, I checked it out the other night, and it's it's still pretty good. What's it on? Is it on anything? No, no. Unfortunately, not. You got to rent it. If you're gonna rent it, you know, digitally, you got to rent it. But you can pick up that 4K. I'm telling you. <laughs> I picked up uh, the Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed on uh... Criterion. Yes, Criterion Collection. Thank you. Did you go to Barnes & Noble for the 50% off? No, I... Damn uh, it, Wes. No, I... Uh, how do I say this? I wanted to uh, shop local, so I went to the digital gym okay. to check out Pearl. Took my girlfriend on a date to see Pearl. That's how messed up we are in that. <laughs> All right. And then I was like, hey, the Sound of Metal's still here, so I'm going to buy it. That's... And, I respect that. <laughs> That's cool. Riz Ahmed is amazing. The, the Sound of Metal changed my life, how I view everything. And uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, I think it's a Prime original. You should be able to stream it on there. So check it out. The artwork on that fucking Criterion Collection is fucking beautiful. <sighs> amazing. Check it out. The Sound of Metal. Five, four, three, two, one. And now for the movie focus of the week. We're talking about black friday it's actually unrated it's from 2021 it's a horror comedy and it runs at one hour and 24 minutes and it's got a 65 on rotten written by andy greskovac sorry if i butchered that uh, directed by casey tebow starring bruce campbell michael uh, ja white devin sawa ivana baquero ryan lee and stefan peck black Friday spins the story of a group of toy store employees who find themselves up against an alien parasite who has taken refuge within their building. The day after Thanksgiving, a.k.a. Black Friday, as the parasite, parasite starts to slowly infect shoppers and employees alike, the remaining crew must band together in order to survive the evening. Production started for the film from November through December of 2020, while the pandemic was still going pretty strong with its restrictions. Although the iHeart Toys building is an actual former toy store, uh, Babies R Us to be exact, the shelves and inventory seemed kind of bare in the film. Keeping in mind that this is supposed to be one of the busiest nights uh, in retail. With that being said, director Casey Tebow who comes from a background of directing live music segments and programs, does what he can with a limited budget, and it's very clear that most of this budget went um, into mostly practical effects, done by Robert Kurt Kurtzman, who you may know did the special effects and gore for Evil Dead 2. It all comes full circle. The creature effects in the film are one of the clear highlights, although it's a shame we don't see more use of the monsters, as the script tends to rely more... Uh, on the funny aspects rather than delivering on some great kill scenes and set pieces. The unlikely 
ensemble cast works well together, but the underuse of Bruce Campbell and Michael Ja White really hurts the overall fun of the movie. Devin Sawa and Ivana Bacchetio uh, and Ryan Lee mesh well on screen and hugely help keep you invested in this movie. For a runtime of just 84 minutes, the characters manage to feel fleshed out and authentic for anyone who has once worked in any kind of retail. Ryan, I'm looking at you. Similar to George A. Romero's original Dawn of the Dead, Black Friday is using closed quarters cosmic horror as an underlining commentary for consumerism and the lack of appreciation the world has for your everyday retail workers. And although we've seen this done before, the film certainly does a decent job of entertaining us with a throwback monster midnight movie. It's clear that Black Friday wasn't trying to win any awards, but it's cheeky, well shot, and features a score by Fall Out Boy's Patrick Stump. Wow. Check it out now with the stars at two and a half door busters out of five. Thank you. <laughs> nice. So, James, why'd you pick this film? Yes. And what'd you think of it? Um, to be honest, I picked it because it looked fun. Uh, it just looked like a fun movie. Um, the cast, I, I watched the trailer before recommending it cause I had, I'd never even heard of this movie until maybe two weeks ago. Um, I saw the trailer on the stars app and then I saw that it was going to be released, uh, just, just this last week. And I decided to, um, uh, you, you gave me the option to, to pick a, a feature film for the podcast. And I decided to just go with that one since it being so close to black Friday, um, for us here and um, just from the trailer and then going into the movie, but just the trailer, I'm speaking for the trailer when I first picked it, it uh, I could relate with it just in the fact that it's uh, working retail um, at, you know, at Target, which I mean, you both have done West and, and Ryan still slaving along um, uh, at that beautiful red and khaki store. Um, I feel for them when, uh, when, he is witnessing his family enjoy their Thanksgiving, um, you know, and he's like, oh, happy, happy Thanksgiving. He's like, happy Black Friday. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, the trailer alone was like, oh man, I can relate to this knowing how that feels. But um, yeah, that's pretty much the reason why I picked it. And then just going into the movie, like I said right there, um, they do a really good job on showing you the, the frenzy that uh, customers can get into when when you drop something from two hundred dollars to one hundred and fifty or to one hundred and twelve dollars or whatever it is, um, everyone pretty much loses all you know respect for each other. And I think that this movie does a really good job on that. All right, Ryan. <clears throat> so before we go any further, I know you're you're the one you're the only one of us that still immersed in the retail world in some capacity so having this be a fresh watch for you and living this like in your day-to-day -day life pretty much uh how does it make you feel did you like the representation um and did you like the movie overall um no i i, <clears throat> I agree with james that it's a you kind of feel for the the, the employees of the store and especially when the dad's dropping his kids off to celebrate Thanksgiving and he has to go work. Um, I've done that many times. I still do it 
up to about four years ago, I I'd worked every single Thanksgiving, every single Christmas. So I definitely feel, um, feel their pain. <laughs> um, I, I liked the movie. It was, it was a good, you know, 80 minutes of kind of B movie ish horror comedy. Um, and yeah, I do believe, um, they under, under utilized, um, Michael J. J. White, like profoundly. And, um, I thought Bruce Campbell was his his <clears throat> his character was used okay. I can tell why they didn't use him as much because he is fucking Bruce Campbell. Um, it's a movie that I suggest you watch because it is it has its moments of of like what the like holy shit and and just the way that <laughs> the commentary on on shoppers on that day is fucking hilarious. And the way the the employees are um, throughout the beginning of the movie, <clears throat> and they have that one employee who's like Miss Fucking Employee of the Month every goddamn year, and it's like, calm down, Doug. It's not that serious. We're putting fucking toys up on a shelf. It's not. We're not splitting atoms or teaching kids. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a good rep- representation of that of that that night in uh, fucking B fucking cool and, and good to your retail employees and everyone working their ass off this holiday season um getting all your stuff to you and checking you out and stocking the shelves those a lot of those people are young kids just trying to make it and um they're they're busting their ass working 10 11 12 hours just to get you your nintendo switch with mario party for 50 dollars off <laughs> What about us um this movie is it, it, it gets the job done um i just i felt like there was something slightly missing from it uh i understand of course like you were saying ryan why they uh straight away from bruce campbell being like the uh in this kind of anti-hero as we know him you know because he obviously hung up his hat as ash williams and um, so he did this t- against type on purpose to fuck with everyone. And I, pr- I can appreciate that. And he does a good job for being like the slimy manager type, you know, you, you buy it and he's kind of funny. Uh, I missed the quit. Like he wasn't quite as quippy as I would have liked him to be for what I know he's capable of. Um, and then of course, Michael Jaw White, uh, who it's his birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> which we didn't plan. So happy birthday happy on the off birthday. chance. If you're listening to this, it's pretty rad. Um, but yes, holy shit. So I'm not even sure what his actual, if he's just a regular employee or like maintenance or something, but he just looks way too badass to be working in there <laughs> compared to everybody else. Right. And then yeah. he, he does take out some monsters or whatever you want to say. I don't think that they're zombies. A lot of people think that they're zombies. I don't kind of get that vibe, really, from this. But um, he takes out a couple, and then he is is killed. And not in a very kind of anticlimactic way off screen. And it just doesn't feel earned. And you have this fucking black belt martial artist dude, and you throw his character away like that was it were they trying to be funny and 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 hitting on that trope of oh you know the black guy always dies first or whatever 
I, I get it, but really. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Lee, guys, you really did that. I think they hurt the movie with throwing away that character. It's just my opinion. But come on, man. He could have done some really cool stuff. And I feel like the film, after that point, kind of takes a bit of a dive. But with that being said... Uh, Devon Sawa, who we know from Idle Hands, Final Destination, uh, most recently the Chucky series. Was he the was wasn't he Casper? Yes, he the, is the Casper. Uh, dreamy, dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Casper, and then of course uh, SLC Punk. Oh um, yeah, but he's really good in this because I feel like he tapped into what anton would be up to from idle hands now okay and it's very very he's very very charming in this and uh and like you guys said you kind of feel for him what i found interesting in this is that he it seems like there's like some underpinnings of some kind of like relationship between him and uh and marnie yeah marnie mm-hmm. even though she's kind of doesn't want to make it a <laughs> make it like really <laughs> official because i think i think in the story she's like 16 years younger uh than than him yeah i think at one point she says you can be my dad right yeah yeah because <laughs> he's like mid 40s and i know in real life she's uh because uh ivana Bacchetio is from pan's labyrinth oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. uh ophelia right yeah and she's awesome but uh she's only 28 in real life oh shit so, oh well, who else? I feel like he's kind of the the everyday guy. Yes, like you, you know, you can relate to him the most, the the more uh, relatable character in, in the in the movie. I I, I agree with you, Wes, that um, Devin and Ryan and Ivana they kind of do what they can to hold the movie together after um, Michael J- Jawai um, dies. And they, they do a decent job with, with, with what they have. Um, but yeah, I know um, I really like Devin Sawa's character. It's, it's nice seeing him in roles because <clears throat> we usually don't get to see him do things anymore like that. Um, I, w- I wish he would do things or people would, would do things um, with him in mind because I think he still has it. Yeah, that's, I love the, that, the, re- the references kind of, at least I felt the, like references to the Evil Dead franchise with especially with bruce campbell and some of his scenes oh yeah yeah very cool i like uh paying homage to that so that was um that was really fun um i, I was watching this actually watching this with, with uh jordan 
and uh, he he plays Fortnite like every other nine year old in the world. And um, they just came out with a uh, Ash Williams um, uh, skin for mm-hmm. to play with, and he he plays with them with that skin, and I. I told him, you know, that skin you play with, that's that old guy right there. That's him. <laughs> but that was like, that was like 40 years ago. So what did he say? Did he like, have I, any reaction? He's like, that's him. I'm like, yeah. And he's, and then he's, he sees, he was watching the part where, um, he's stomping on the, the, um, the little flap to keep the, the alien people or whatever they are, um, from coming in. You see the hands coming out through the, through the top. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that does look like him." <laughs> um, because one, it's funny. One of the the emotes for the character in Fortnite is Ash stomping on a little door to keep zombies out, um, or like the the deadites out um, on the ground. So it's a it was like an exact copy of what he remembers from Fortnite. It kind of blew his mind. He's like, "That old guy is him." I feel like that's a. Uh like an indicator of how old we're getting is that these characters are showing up as DLC in these games that these young kids are playing. <laughs> right. And they have no idea who it is. <laughs> was it like yeah. that Fortnite? Was it like that meme coming to life? Like it's the guy from Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you too. I feel, uh, Wes, when you said, uh, there was something after the movie and I watched, it, I'm like, man, that was, that was a, it was a pretty good movie. And then I felt weird after, and when you said, you know, you, you just feel like there's something missing. It, it, it comes together good, but there's just a piece that to make it a really solid film. Um, I, I feel you feel that towards the I'd probably say like the last 25 minutes of the of the movie. You're kind of wanting more from the characters, even though they do a great job of um, of holding everything together after after Archie dies and and and. Bruce Campbell towards the end kind of goes out um, in a uh, in a in a weird way. I thought that was kind of odd the way that he kind of uh, sacrificed himself. But um, <clears throat> the way that I don't think they could, they could afford him anymore after that. What, <laughs> <clears throat> well, he pr- he produced the film uh, as well. He's an executive producer, okay. so he he okay. most likely backed it and, and liked it for whatever reason. Okay, but but. Um, I think that he sacrificed himself because they 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 do this kind of running jo- running joke throughout the film where he's like ah oh, fuck it I'll go down with the building you know like like it, any good manager would and then he bitches out yeah. and then at the end I think that he thinks that they're all going to die so then he does he kind of sacrifices himself <clears throat> in some weird ass way to where he thinks he's going to make a difference and that's how I took it but it was it's kind of it does feel like a little awkward like he's just out of nowhere he just loses his shit like he's like i'm done yeah yeah i'm going out yeah. on, on my terms type of deal like, I, yeah i think that, that was just me that, that was why that's what i took from it i was like oh that was kind of like out of nowhere mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it didn't like you said with with uh with archie's character or michael j white uh j white it's kind of like it wasn't earned um and i yeah i i agree with you there was the hints throughout the film when everything started to go to shit when he's like you know i i should stay behind i'm the i'm the manager and like you said everything like that but um the, the captain should go down with the ship and whatnot but it just felt really abrupt and sudden when when that scene happened i i thought there was going to be something else 
Yeah, um, and I didn't think he was going to really be dead, like he would come back. <laughs> yeah. And, and I really thought Michael Jaw White was going to come back. I thought he was going to come back too. That's why I asked if his, I was, his I was, death yeah, was off screen. I was waiting for him. And then he he just doesn't he doesn't come back. And man, what 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 does Hollywood have against Michael Jaw White? Because this guy always dies. Think about it. Dark Knight. Yeah. He's murdered by the Joker very ruthlessly. Spawn. He technically gets sent to hell within the first twenty minutes. And now this one. For being such a, I don't know if, I mean, he's so recognizable. You see him everywhere. I feel like in in most movies, and I mean, and, and this is not a, a a jab at his acting or anything, but you, I see him on like almost, I'd probably say like twenty five percent of the movies that are on Redbox, <laughs> and that's not a jab at him at all. He's getting work where he can get it, and I feel like he is, like you said, he is kind of not getting his his dues in Hollywood, like he should be. But um, yeah, I think I think um, that was kind of a, an, an unwarranted kill on on their end uh, within the first I don't know it was in the first half an hour of the film I think. I feel like he's one of those actors that he just you feel like he could be something bigger, like he can be like an A list, like huge blockbuster movie star, especially with his his background in in martial arts, and he's just always. In the mo- the big movies that he's in, just like this side character. If right. you have you guys, uh, well, I think I think James was on that show, but uh, Black Dynamite is really good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, um, but I think that he just came into the industry at the wrong time. I feel like if he came out when Steven Seagal and like Stallone and everyone was big, he would have had a better run when that was a more trending thing to have like Chuck Norris and all these guys, Mm -hmm. because he's a good looking dude. He's super athletic, talented in the choreography, you know, and then he's, he's not a bad actor Mm -hmm. or he's decent at best. So uh, I think it's just a timeline thing where he just came in at a weird time. Cause when did he, he started with spawn, right? Yeah. Spawn, which isn't, I think we've talked about this on the show, but not a good movie, but great special yeah. effects. <laughs> and, I mean, he, and he's pretty good. Uh, when did that come out? 97. Okay, so 97, I was like, what, 8, 9? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, then it was like the fucking greatest movie of all time, seeing it. <laughs> seeing it. Yeah, because well, I'm, ass- <laughs> I'm assuming you were obsessed with Spawn yeah. too, the comics, right? Uh, of course, but <clears throat> not something that's aged well. But No, it hasn't. It has its moments. I guess. Um, there's a scene. Who's the the guy who's the germaphobe? Is that Chris? Yes. There's the scene where they tell him to go pick up that, mop up that mess. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, I have this story. When I was like first starting out, like this was like, I was a bagger, courtesy clerk. Um, someone like went into the bathroom and just all over the bathroom, like, shit everywhere like mm-hmm. no joke there, oh, it was up the fucking wall terrifying stuff yes dude it was <laughs> everywhere even on the, the 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 walls of the stall on the floor did <clears> they <throat> take their hands and like wipe it it around? looks like th- that's what they did so <laughs> so i was what like 17 years old 
my my the store manager calls me and he says, "Hey Ryan, there's a there's a big mess in the men's bathroom. You have to clean it up." And I was like, "What is it?" He's like, "I don't know. You just got to go and clean it up." So I walk in there, and me being fucking the smartest I am, knowing my rights, walk out, go back to him, and he's the store manager. And I'm like, "Listen, dog, I know if if it's bodily fluids, I'm under 18. You're a store manager. You have to do that, not me." And and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yes." If you, I was, I legit was like, "This is like one of the only times that I was ever like, if you want, I can ask my union rep to come down and he, they can explain to you those rights." And he was like, "Oh well, we don't have to do that." So they got some other kid to do it who was stupid, <laughs> stupid <laughs> enough to do it. But him cleaning up that fucking mess and he he's walking up to it and he what did he says something like, "What does he say? Like this is a bigger mess than I thought it was going to be." That was exactly my. <laughs> <laughs> my thought <laughs> walking into that bathroom <clears throat> also and, and i get that it's satire so we're supposed to take the leaps in logic but those messes like how did people walk by that and they're like yeah that's okay dude that shit happens all the time though i suppose yeah <laughs> no i've seen some <laughs> stuff but in the movie i'm saying oh, okay. it looks like 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 guts in yeah intestines yeah. <laughs> your insides are on the outside right <clears throat> and also shout out to uh ryan lee who plays chris who is from super eight yeah oh yeah just older i still have never seen that movie what i have, I have a if you want the story I'll i tell met you. him i met him in real life you did yeah so like, uh, but it was like the it was the year Super Eight came out, and I met him at a com- at Comic Con. The like, plot thickens. He was, li- <laughs> he was just walking around like like a normal person. And I'm like, hey, you're the kid from Super Eight, huh? <laughs> he goes, yeah. He's like, yeah. You want to take a picture? And I was like, holy shit. He offered. Yeah, he's like, you want to take a picture? And he was just walking around with like one of his friends. That's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then me and my brother took a picture with them. I'm like, wow, you're super cool. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, have a good, have a good day. And then, like, just walked away. And all I was thinking the whole time was, man, that kid has some big ass teeth. <laughs> like, and it's, I'm glad to see now that he's like an adult, he grew into them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it matches his body now. You know, I mean, he had some chompers for a little while, <clears throat> but um, yeah. I, I I enjoyed his character too. He was like the, the germaphobe, like nerdy guy, and um, his parents are really I mean re- to him for some reason. For some reason, yeah. His dad's like, "Can you fucking leave? I'm trying to enjoy my Thanksgiving." He's like, "Why don't you try looking in that shithole you call a room?" Or what? It's just like for no reason. <laughs> He's just not doing nothing. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Also, they, they're having Thanksgiving when they could have just had it maybe a little earlier so he could have like part right. taken it instead of just having it as he's fucking walking out the door. I don't know. I I feel that I felt that kid's <laughs> um, One of the things I did not uh, like was the the final act. I felt it was uh, you know sub subpar for what we had gotten throughout the rest of the film. 
like they 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 don't they didn't know how to to give us the banger conclusion and then they're just like here's this like wannabe cthulhu uh <laughs> giant <laughs> right? fucking power ranger mutant stay puff marshmallow man <laughs> yes power rangers that's what the vibe was man. It was like <laughs> where the fuck is rita like where fucking all we need is the little um fucking androids like oh no the rangers are in trouble <laughs> alpha yeah uh we needed that guy just to be there um but I, at the end, I'm so glad that assistant manager or whatever he was got his, you know, got what he got um, because he was so annoying. And I have worked with people like that before. Yeah. And, Him and, the, and the lady in the beginning where she's like, your shirt's untucked. I could write you up for that. Anita. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, oh, my God. Like I was having flashbacks from working at Target. From like people that I worked with, but uh, not to that level. But it's it's an exaggeration, of course. But yeah, that assistant manager's the way he was in his <clears throat> his personality was too spot on. Something that the fool who wrote that had to have had a shitty assistant manager somewhere, like in retail. Oh my god, yes, he, because they had to he was the perfect fucking dick writer. I <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. They he was also hiding the fact that they weren't going to get their bonuses that he knew the entire yeah. time. Uh, I don't know, but I mean the fact that he weren't he got that kind of reaction out of us. He did his job. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, and when he comes clean, it's a good twist at the end when he comes clean and he is all I I I I'm the one that bit Ken. It wasn't the fucking mutant, the monster thing. I did that so that Ken could like get away from us or whatever. And then everybody gets mad at him. But you don't. At least I didn't see that coming. No. Coming whatsoever. No. I and, like his his reasoning when he's like he was <laughs> he was worried about his kids. He was gonna. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> you saw, and he was calling you his girlfriend. <laughs> I did y'all a favor. (laughs) Oh, man. And then he just gets fucking punted by the monster. (laughs) And it was pretty awesome because he thinks like he's like he's kind of like coaching it and like talking it down. And and for some reason, he's all I'm going to talk to them as a manager because they're still at the end of the day shoppers, you know, like if this thing is fucking going to. You know, be able to articulate what he's saying whatsoever, uh, and then he just gets punted across the the parking lot, and they show it. Um, what a dummy! The big thing I have, uh, the problem I have with it is, I mean, it wouldn't have cost a lot of more money to throw in a couple more buckets of blood, a little bit more gore. Um, I think that's what it was missing. If it was missing, if even if the if they kept the scenes the same way and just added a little bit more gore, because they're gory. Um, but just added a little bit more blood or gore or a better kill. Right. I think it would, it would have been in a better place. Yeah, because they keep it pretty simple with the kills. Like I said in my write-up, the practical effects are great, but mm-hmm. they kind of just keep it towards with that tentacle thing. Mm-hmm. And then people get infected and that's it. And then, you know, all of a sudden all the shoppers outside are already infected and we don't get to see any of that. And, and, and it's just almost like a cop-out i'm not sure if it's for budgetary reasons or covid 
uh, one of the two. But it just seems like <clears throat> like how the monsters looked are great, but they don't give them a lot to do. Uh, yeah. In a, in a lot of ways. I agree with you. I think that more blood would have been cool. Less of the giant monster at the end because I feel like they mm-hmm. really dwindle on that for a really long like the whole end of the movie mm-hmm. it, unless that was their point you know unless that was their intentions to to be super cheesy maybe at the end maybe that's the only i mean unless they're just like you know i don't we don't know what the hell to do at the end let's just whatever budget we have left let's just throw it all in there and, and figure it out but yeah I, um, and then uh, going back to what you said about the, the the low inventory on the shelves, yes, um, that's something I that's something I picked up right away. I'm like, this is you know, working where we worked. I'm like, this is Black Friday. Your shelves would be packed. You would have like double. You would you would have things stacked on top of each other because you know it's going to get taken off. And as soon as I see them grabbing the board games, some of them aren't even aren't even um you know stuck to the end of the to the back of the the the, the uh shelf mm-hmm. it's literally there's one there and they grab it and then that shelf is empty uh, especially working where we've worked before we know especially on those days they are going to be uh spots that are flexed or overstocked especially in the toy area um and then when they're pulling the stuff off of the shelves for the board games you see that as soon as they pull off the the, the first box a board game there's nothing behind it and to me i was like oh man just i'm i'm pretty sure that would only affect people who've worked in retail and and stuff like that who would rip, who would pick that up right away but um for me that kind of bugged me but then knowing where the store was um kind of gave me a little leeway as to um accepting why the shelves were kind of uh half-assed you know, stock because uh, they were going to be laying off a bunch of people after the holidays. So maybe their um, inventory was low and stuff like that because they weren't doing so good on their, you know, with their numbers. Um, But I mean, uh, that's something I picked up, you know, right away. Anyone else think it's weird that they filmed this movie like in the middle of like ramping up COVID pandemic. And it's about like, customers infecting their employees <laughs> I guess I never really put it together in that aspect but uh, <clears throat> it just seemed like because this film feels very like late 80s early 90s style mm-hmm. when when that was right. a trending thing to talk about you know the horrors of consumerism and stuff like that and everything had underpinnings like that but and so the way that I took it is that they're making this kind of throwback as a love letter to a time that was simpler, not so much mm-hmm. the actual context of what was happening in the in the movie. But you bring up a, a, a great point that that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty disturbing that they would uh, shoot something like this. It's it's also crazy that they they continued to they didn't postpone it because a lot of the, everything shut down production on everything um, mostly everything shut down so that's wild Mm -hmm. that's what uh i feel like there's if you notice even the shoppers there's not very many 
there would have been if this was shot in real like regular times there would have been way more people breaking in and running around like it's in that aspect it does it hurts it because it doesn't it doesn't it kind of seems like where are they like in this small ass Mm -hmm. town like why is there only this amount of people and then of course going back to what james said like the shelves just do they do not look like how they should and yeah. I, I don't know if it's just they didn't have the money for the false boxes or what that's all random shit too like a whole bunch of fucking nutcrackers and then like next to like a whole <laughs> bunch of xboxes and like big teddy bears that people would not be fighting over yeah and then it's like yahtzee <laughs> right uh, <laughs> something. there's uh, trouble <laughs> it feels like a very like a not cool toy store <laughs> Right. Not the Toy like Story. Like the Wish Toys R Us? It's, yeah, it's not Toys R Us. It's the, it's no. the, it's the, uh, I don't know, like your grandpa's toy store where they're like, here's a little trinket, Timmy. <laughs> 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 you know? And the fact that they shot it in a, uh, in a old Toys R Us or Babies R Us, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, but you know, rest in peace to, to Jeffrey. I I heard that they're making a comeback, right? Toys yeah, there's. I know they're um they're having like little mini Toys R Uses in. I I want to say it's like uh, it's a department store, but I can't remember. I know they're doing it um, for like J C Penney or something, or like Macy's. I think Macy's got a is out of business now. I don't remember which one, but um, hmm. you know how Target has like a they have like a mini Ulta inside their their um yes yeah yeah store, their stores now so i i know i i i want to say it's jc penny or, or or macy's i know one of them is no longer operating anymore i can't remember which one but um uh i want to say they're putting the toys r us's inside like uh larger department stores so they have like a section of toys r us i think that's what they're doing so it's so crazy that the toys r us that used to be in a uh, grossmont uh, near the Gross One Center, I actually have a picture of Jordan in front of it. Like we're in the parking lot, I took a picture so that he that you can see the Toys R Us sign the front of the store behind him. And I'm like, man, he's gonna uh, he's gonna be able to tell his kids that he went into a Toys R Us. What's a Toys R Us? What's a Toys? You didn't buy? You mean you went to a store and bought toys? But you can just get a drone to bring you the toy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. Have you seen Walmart's really doing that, though? They're, like, testing that out. Really? Yeah, drones. Like, they're in their main warehouse, and I think wherever wherever it is, um, they're testing that out. Like, they they put some they put a package inside the, like, a decent-sized package, not, like, some, like, whole grocery cart. And, yeah, the drone drops it off to you. I thought yeah, that, that was Prime. Crazy. I thought that Prime was I think Amazon's doing it, too, but Walmart is also trying to do it. Oh. Are they, are, is it an actual pilot flying it no, or it's, it's automated it's automated and it's a big size drone like it was it has a good wingspan probably like four or five feet <clears throat> but yeah we're all gonna yeah, I think it's up... like the size of a vespa yeah really yeah oh okay yeah. yeah and you i think when it when it when it when it goes to you just like either put in a code or it knows gps wise to open the, the the latch for you to get whatever you ordered but pretty soon we're all gonna end up like the, the cats and wally and just fucking 
everything be delivered to Those us. Giant baby people. <laughs> <laughs> also, we haven't talked about besides me bringing it up. Uh, <clears throat> who scored this film? <laughs> Patrick Stump, right, right. the vocalist slash guitarist from Fallout Boy. I don't know why that didn't come up when I was doing my research. I I found out when you told us all right now. Oh, so you were stunned. <laughs> I was stumped. <laughs> Sugar, we're going down. <laughs> so, thoughts on on this? That's random as hell, right? Super random. Yes. What company is it that's putting this out on VHS? Oh, it's uh, Witter Entertainment and uh, <clears throat> uh, Broke Horror Fan. And that was just released today. What are the odds? <laughs> I've interacted with them on the interwebs, and they're pretty cool. Um, but yeah, check them out. They release all cr- crazy stuff like this on VHS all the time. Wait, so they were they released a VHS of this movie? Yes, Black Friday. Yeah, today I tagged you oh in it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> That is cool. <laughs> you saw what? Uh, yeah, check your Instagram, dude. They are, our timing can uh, not be perfect. Can cannot be any more perfect. It's that's, that's cool. It's a little scary, actually. <laughs> also, Michael J. White, it, it's your birthday, so I'd like a a follow back on Twitter or Instagram, please. Yes. Yeah. Follow. Do you think this is ever going to become a something that people watch year-round is it a worthy holiday film because we don't have i mean they're out there but we don't have a bunch of horror movies that are based around holidays it's kind of a rare occurrence especially this one you know can you really even name one that's based around black friday no right no but no i don't know if it's gonna get to that level yeah it's just so you agree with me do you you both agree with me that it's missing something to take it to that next level yes and to be i like i'm super lenient with movies Mm -hmm. i think i'm very easy to please and Mm -hmm. like out of five i'd give it a three right okay Okay. but it's like one of those movies is just kind of i don't want to say unforgettable but along that lines of you mean forgettable? Uh, forgettable, forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of, I don't think I'll ever watch it again unless it's like on stars Ooh. and I'm watching it. I'm sorry. But you don't, you don't Man, check out shade. stars, remember? I don't. I you, don't check out you stars. You don't open the stars app. Wes over here like makes love to that app if you didn't listen to the last <laughs> episode. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a, a decent first watch and then, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I despite like uh, I totally agree with you, Ryan. It, it, it. I mean, it's missing that something that puts it over the top, you know, to make it that movie that it should be. But um, I think I, I would definitely watch this again. Um, you know, I, now that I've seen it, I could, I could see myself making this a, you know, a Thanksgiving kind of like every year type of thing um okay it's an entertaining movie it's not something like you said it's not gonna it's not breaking the mold but um it's definitely entertaining 
at least for me um enough for me to at least watch it maybe once a year at this time it, mm-hmm. i definitely uh, i definitely recommend it to people if, if they haven't seen it which i'm assuming a lot of people haven't because i've never heard i never heard of this movie like i said until i saw it pop up on my uh stars app when i was just scrolling through it so ryan said that he would give it a three out of five what is your score james okay so we're doing it uh out of five okay um i get it i'd give it a um for me 3.9 okay that's fair not a four not a five but you know something like you like we said throughout this whole part uh, this episode something is missing from it to bring it up to those standards james said it's all right but it's still mid no cap (laughs) 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 i like that i like that what else uh ryan did you think about what we're going to do about uh what we're going to do for next week I have. I've thought about it long and hard. And um, I think we're going to go back to the Bay Area 2011 and do, in my opinion, Brad Pitt's best film, Moneyball. Oh. I know baseball just ended, but we're about 140 days from opening day where I can, for one, that first game, think the A's are going to go back to the World Series and then by the All-Star break, just be disappointed. So. <laughs> but yeah, Moneyball. That's one I haven't seen yet, so I'm excited. Yeah, but I've only seen it the one time. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, though. Very good. I'm excited to watch this again. Be nice to all your retail employees that you go in to visit. Be nice to all the people bringing you packages for the USPS and Amazon and FedEx, because those fools are working a lot of hours, and they deserve to have pleasant interactions with the people that they are they're servicing that's right be yes. be kind to uh james the mailman warning yes hey, hey i just want to say one thing uh telling someone that telling your mailman or male woman male person whatever it is your mail carrier on your street or block or whatever apartment you see them just say hey i i appreciate you and all that you do for us uh it it sounds super lame, but it does go a long way. I've had people say it to me, um, and uh, it actually makes my day just to know that like they're aware of me. So um, it's, it's really cool, especially when you're having like a hard day. Nobody, uh, it, everyone thinks uh, delivering the mail is super easy, but um, I thought that when I first started. But it, uh, I'm here to tell you that it is. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty hard job. But uh, once you get used to it, it, it's okay. But there are times when it is uh, pretty crazy. And that's not to say that uh, Ryan doesn't have a hard job because he does. Uh, So respect him. And uh, if you don't, I'm going to come to that facility (laughs) and start handing out free stunners. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're going to get cut. What? (laughs) What? What? No, yeah, just be nice to everybody out there, you guys. It's, yeah. It's, it's going to be a busy year because of the last couple of years we've had. Last year was busy. I'm sure this year is going to be even busier because more people are out doing things. Um, but, yeah, just be kind to everyone that you meet during the holidays. <clears throat> you don't know what anyone's going through. 
you can be going to a superstore and check out with somebody who's not having a great day and you think that they're giving you attitude or being an asshole but in reality they just probably need uh, hey thanks a lot for for doing what you're doing i know personally it's I was talking to Wes about this last week off air, but every time if I go somewhere on Thanksgiving, I always thank the person. Last year we went to the Bay Area before we went to th- before we got on the freeway, we went to Starbucks. I told the lady at the Starbucks window, "Hey, thank you for working today." And she was like, "Uh, what?" And I was like, "Thank you for working today. Like it's a big thing. You're missing out on family time. I know how it is. Thank you for working." You go somewhere just like James said, just thank the people because they're doing a lot to get you the stuff that you need. Shout out to Ryan for making it down. Appreciate you endlessly. James for still tapping in. Always a pleasure. Thank you for picking this film. It was a it was a yeah. wild wild card pick and I enjoyed it as a <laughs> yeah. fresh watch. Very fun to discuss. Everybody be safe out there. This is James Warney, Ryan Jimenez, Wesley Swanson signing off saying good fight and good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.